Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's everyone doing, good? Oh, we can do better than that, right? It's, we're in the air conditioning, right? We're not outside right now. You can be hot right now. Like, can, yeah, that's better. Hey, listen, we're, we're so excited to have you guys with us today, and we're so pumped to be back in our I Love My City series. And, and uh, how many guys have ever been fishing before? Any guys ever been fishing? Like, uh, how many guys like fishing? Yeah, see how those hands went down a little bit? Yeah, so, so, man, one time I went, how many guys have been deep sea fishing? Anybody's ever done that? So, listen, I grew up in Kentucky, and in Kentucky, like, if you were going to go fishing, that's about an hour and a half experience, okay? Like, you get to the lake. You throw in, you catch, you go home. You can do the whole thing and still be in home in time to cook lunch with the food that you just caught. Y'all know what I'm talking about? I remember the first time I went deep sea fishing. Uh, let me tell you guys, that was the experience that I never want to experience ever again in my entire life. So first of all, it's hot as all get out. No one told me about that. All right, one. Two, you get out there and I didn't realize that you don't go deep sea fishing for an hour and a half. No one told me we were going to be out there for 13 hours on a boat, okay? Then, check this, right? Then it's hot because the, the boat is white, so it's reflecting sun back onto you. The water is reflecting sun back onto you. The sun is beating down on top of you, right? And guess what? There's nowhere to go because you're in the middle of the ocean, right? So obviously, if you wanted to cool off, what's the only option? Jump in the water. Except I saw Jaws, okay? So listen, I ain't, you ain't getting me in the water. We were, fi- we were reeling up fish, and we could see sharks eating the fish off of the hooks that we were reeling them in on. I was like, I ain't jumping in the water. I'm just going to have a heat stroke, I guess, because I ain't getting in there. I'm pouring aquafinas on my head, something. But we're going to figure something out. So I, I remember going to do and I, like, like, never again. People come to me. Someone came to me about three months ago. It was like, yo, we got a whole group of people. We're going deep sea fishing. Do you want to go? And I was like, absolutely not. No. Not a chance. You're not getting me on the boat. Come on, it'll be fun. No, that's what the last guy said. And I came back with a sunburn, a bunch of fish that I didn't even want to eat, and a bad experience. No, I'm not doing it. You can't convince me. So I remember going out. But all that to say is I remember fishing and thinking to myself, this is the worst idea anyone has ever had in their life. So today, I want to talk to you about fishing. (laughs) Okay? But a little bit different type of fishing. Turn to your neighbor and say, let's go fishing. Not right now. Give me about 30 minutes and then you can leave. Okay, no. So, but today I want to talk to you about fishing. Let's jump into the verse that we're kicking off today with, right, which is Matthew 4, 18 and 19. So uh, you can take your sermon notes out. Some of this is on there so you can, you can follow along with us. But while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who is called Peter, and Andrew, his brother. They're casting a net into the sea for they were fishermen. Now notice that Matthew, the accountant, doesn't leave out ridiculous details that we didn't already figure out based on the context clues in the scripture. They were throwing, they were fishing, and he had to tell us they were fishermen. Anyways, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you. Now I wanted to pause right there because I wanted to put that question on you. Now what, what would we think, because this is Jesus talking to, to, to these two and he's saying, follow me and I will make you. But here's the deal. Sometimes we forget what it is that Jesus desires to do with us as we put our faith in him. You see, we're in the Bible Belt. So here in the South, there are plenty of people who are religious, but they're religious without the relationship. They're religious in that they believe in God, but they don't have the relationship with God. Because Jesus' desire is that we would follow him. 
But in, in following him, does that mean he's going to make us righteous? Does it mean he's going to make us holy? Is he going to make us wealthy? Some people buy into Christianity because some TV preacher told them that if they put their faith in Jesus, they're going to get a yacht. If that's you, I'm still not going deep sea fishing with you, okay? So you can forget it. But all that to say is so we have bought into a commercialized Christianity that's different than what Jesus was trying to accomplish when he was on this earth. See, when he said, follow me and I will make you, what is the blank that we put in our head? Follow me and I'll make you a great church goer. Follow me and I'll give you the house you want. Follow me and I'll give you the children. Or I'll help them behave or follow me and I'll give. Or, But no, no, no. What Jesus says here, let's go to the next one, guys. It says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. That the goal in becoming a follower of Jesus is carrying out the mission of Jesus, which is to go and impact people for Jesus. So God's greatest desire in our life is that we would take this hope, this good news that we have, and that we would carry it. Luke 5.10 says it like this, same story, different book of the Bible. From now on, you will catch men or women. All right, so that's, it's a multi-thing. Anyway, so from now on, you will catch people is what Jesus was telling them. I want you to take what you know about fishing and I want you to use that to go out and impact people's lives. Because when you're a fisherman, and, so, and some of you guys are fish, some of you guys love to fish. Well, how many of you guys know sometimes you gotta switch up the bait a little bit? Sometimes you gotta go to a different spot, right? Sometimes you gotta, you gotta change the elements so that you can catch the fish. Like we have to become knowledgeable about how to change whatever we're doing to impact other people's lives on behalf of what Jesus wants for them. Amen, somebody? So we have to do that. We have to go out and fish. So turn your neighbor and say, it's time to fish. All right? Because there's one thing that followers do no matter what. Followers of Jesus, now not fans of Jesus, how many of you guys know we, we got, some of us are, we, we believe in Jesus, but we believe in Jesus the same way we believe in like Abraham Lincoln, right? Like the, he's a historic guy that did some great things. No, no, no. We don't just believe in Jesus. We follow Jesus. Come on, somebody. Like we, we follow him. We believe in what he has taught us. We follow him. We've given our life to him, right? So there's one thing that followers do. Followers, man, followers fish. Followers fish. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ and you're a follower of him, then you carry the assignment. You carry the mission. You carry the goal to fish for people. Why? Because there are people that need to be caught. Come on, somebody. Like the, how many of you guys got a family member or someone that you work with, someone in your neighborhood? <laughs> that neighbor, you might just want to leave them alone. No, I'm just kidding. Like, we wanna, like, how many of y'all know we've got people in our lives that we know Jesus has yet to encounter them in a way to completely transform their heart and mind? And we want to see them encounter Jesus in that way, that their eternity is secure for heaven, but he also gets to transform them while we're on this earth. Come on, anybody else out there but me that's ready to see that happen, right? So, we want to do that. The thing is, like, what do you think about? Because eventually, essentially what we're talking about is, like, in a, that we evangelize. We take the good news out. It's part of what we did yesterday. We were serving people. While we were serving people, we were evangelizing. But when you think of an evangelist, what do you think of, right? Like a dude in a tie and, like, the thing. Maybe one of them guys that rides the bike in your neighborhood and you lock the door and close the blinds because you don't want them knocking on yours. 
right? The dudes on the street corners hollering at you, turn or burn, you know, like, right? Because how, how many guys know that, man, some, like we, sometimes we don't want to encounter those guys. They don't come to my house anymore. I just want y'all to know I have a new security. Well, it's not new. I've had this security system since we moved in the house. Um, but, and then I added a new layer of protection. I have two pit bulls at my house. They don't knock on my door. All right. So I'm not advocating for pit bulls. I'm just saying you, you can get you like people quit knocking on your doors. Girl Scouts don't come anymore. I think my wife set that up because I can't get any more cookies. But like so Girl Scouts ain't coming no more. People ain't trying to advance. No, nothing. We don't have anything in my house. But all that to say followers fish. Right. So what I wanted to try to do is as we were thinking about how followers fish, I was thinking about some of the things that you might say to me as a reason why you wouldn't fish. Like, man, I don't know, Pastor Bradley, I don't know if that's not really my lane, that's not really what I'm supposed to do. I don't, I don't, know, if, I don't know if that's really for me, right? How many guys know sometimes we can make excuses? Like, I wanted to tell you a Billy Bob joke, because uh, I haven't told one in a while. So Billy Bob was driving home and he had been drinking a little bit, right? So he's driving home, he's swerving all over the road and a cop pulls him over. He says, Billy Bob, you know what, you, you know what you're doing back there? And he says, uh, yes, sir. And he says, I need you to get out of the car. So he gets out of the car. He says, listen, Billy Bob, you appear to be drunk. So I'm going to need you to blow into this breathalyzer. He says, I, 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 I can't do that. And he says, well, why not? He says, because I'm an asthmatic. I could pass out right here on the street. And he says, well, listen, we need to take it down the station. We're going to have to do sudden blood work. He says, I can't do that. He says, why not, Billy Bob? He says, I'm a whatever, whatever. My blood is thin. You take my blood. I could die right there. It's not going to be a good thing. We can't do it. And he says, all right. He said, Billy Bob, I'm going to need you to walk this line right here. He says, I can't do that. He says, why not, Billy Bob? He says, because I'm drunk. Okay. So, so, all, all that to say, right, like we make excuses sometimes, right? So I, I wanted to think ahead of some excuses that you might have brought up. So let's check out a couple of them. The first one, first reason why we may not fish is because we didn't know we were supposed to fish. Some of us don't realize that the hope that was given to us the hope that we have, the, the, that thing that we have inside of us, that God has done in us, we don't read it. Maybe we didn't even know that's something we're supposed to carry to someone else. Like Jesus didn't give us this great thing so that we would just keep it to ourselves. He gave it to us so that we could take it to someone else. Could you imagine having the cure to like the common cold? Better yet, could you imagine having the cure to hiccups? Come on, somebody. Tell me hiccups aren't the most frustrating thing in the world. Once they last longer than about 30 seconds, I'm ready to flip over a table, like punch a hole in the wall. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't let me think I'm the only one doing this. Could you imagine having the hiccup or the, the hiccups? Can you imagine having the cure to hiccup, the common cold, even something bigger like cancer? Could you imagine? What if you knew that? But more importantly, what if even though you had it, you didn't tell anybody else about it? Like you just kept it to yourself. Can I tell you something? We may not have the cure to cancer or to the common cold or to hiccups. But we have something better than that. We have the separate, we have the cure, we have the change for people's lives that stop them from going to hell and help them get to heaven. Jesus, listen, folks, when, when some, you may not believe this, but it's the truth. When people die, they're either going to go to heaven or they're going to go to hell. There is no in between. And wherever they end up, depends on them hearing the gospel so that they can put their faith in Jesus. We are followers, which means we have the right bait, 
which is the gospel, to go fishing for people, to introduce them to a living God who can change their eternity and change their life while they're on this earth. Can we say that we all need to understand, maybe we didn't know up until this point, but I'm telling you from this point moving forward, it's on us to go out and fish. All right, somebody, can I get an amen on that? Like, it's up to us to go out and fish. The second reason that we may not fish or we may have an excuse uh, is because we don't know how to fish. Now, some of y'all are like, Pastor, I don't even know how to fish. But in all reality, like, Pastor, I don't know how. Listen, I'm I'm not a preacher. I don't know my Bible well enough. I don't know what to do with it. And some of you guys have experienced this before, but I'm going to go ahead and do it again for some of you that may be new. Maybe you hadn't experienced this before. How many guys have ever been to Wall Burgers, the burger joint out near Foley? Anybody ever been out there? Listen, amazing. Okay, first of all. But we went to Wall Burgers. I've been there, I think, two times. I think I've been there two times. Uh, and so we went, went, so the first time we went, there was a group of us. And I'm opening the menu, and the first thing that jumps out at me is this Thanksgiving burger. All right? Now, let me tell you about this thing. This Thanksgiving burger, it had a, it's a turkey burger with stuffing and cranberry sauce on it. Listen, y'all, okay, somebody, y'all know what I'm talking about? And so I was looking at this thing like, this thing sounds amazing, right? But then I see this triple cheeseburger with bacon over here. I said, my God, listen, the heavens have opened right here at the Wahlburgers. And so I ordered the triple cheeseburger with bacon because that's just what we do, fellas. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Can I get an amen, guys? Uh, Yeah, okay, that was weak. But anyway, so so I got the triple cheeseburger with bacon because that's how I roll. But my wife got the Thanksgiving burger, which I don't even know if it's a burger, okay? It's turkey and stuff. So let's not pretend this is a sandwich, okay? So I was, I was, uh, so she got the, she got turkey. So I was eating my triple bacon cheese, okay? And uh, she goes, you want to bite of this Thanksgiving burger? So I tried it. Fam, let me tell you, this thing was amazing. Amazing. Because the cranberry sauce was sweet and tangy. But then there was the stuffing and the turkey bread that were also salty. So it was a salty, sweet thing going on. It was a warm brioche bun. Come on, somebody. Listen, I can see. Uh, there's people there right now from the first service. I'm letting y'all know. They told me when they were leaving. That's where they're going. And so I was, I said, my God, this thing is amazing. And so we went back the second time. The whole way there, I was telling myself, I'm going to get this, this burger sandwich thing, whatever y'all want to call it. I said, I'm going to get it because this thing is amazing. And so we get there. And I'm getting ready to order it, but then the enemy sits on my shoulder in the form of a triple bacon cheeseburger thing. And it got me again. Anybody ever fell into the trap of the enemy that was lying to you, told you you wanted something you didn't want? So I ordered the triple cheeseburger with bacon again, and it was good. Don't get me wrong. I had some sweet, sweet potato tots with it. Come on, somebody. Anyway, so my wife got the Thanksgiving burger sandwich thing again. But this time I was strategic because I remember she didn't eat it all last time. Y'all know what that means, right? So I was going to get to have my burger and eat some of her thing. So I, I was like, yeah, this is great. So I was, I was setting the whole stage, right? But then uh, I got my burger and I bit into it and it was good. And then I bit into her turkey burger sandwich thing. And I was like, this thing is amazing because this time I think we got the fresh a pan of stuffing because it still had the crispy crumble on top and it was in the sandwich 
and then you put the patty on the right part of the grill so it got super crust on both sides. Come on, y'all know what I'm talking about. Listen, I can see y'all shaking your heads, rubbing your stomachs right now. This sounds, this is what I'm talking about. And it was, it was can I use the word heavenly? I'm going to use the word heavenly. It was, it was really good. Now, how many of y'all right now, see, some of y'all know where I'm going with it. How many of y'all are like, I, this sounds amazing. I'm, I'm ready to go. Can we leave now? Can we shut this shit Everyone's ready to do that, right? And, but can I, let me ask you this question. How many of you are offended that you haven't had that sandwich? How, buddy, how, many, how many of you did I offend that you haven't had it yet? How many of you guys felt like I was attacking you because you haven't had it? How many of you felt like I was beating up on you because it's not something you've got to experience yet? You guys are ready to buy into it strictly because of how good I told you it was to me. That's how we should talk about Jesus. Listen, I'm not, I'm not here to convince you how bad you need it. I'm just telling you how good it was for me. I'm not here to convince you how bad of a person you are because you haven't had this great thing I've had. I'm just here to tell you how great he is to me. I'm not here to beat you up or chastise you. or I'm just telling you how good he is to me. And can I tell you something? We can all do that. We can all talk about how good Jesus is in our life. Because what we need to do is think back to what it was like before him. And now look at how it is after him. Because listen to me, there are many people at your job, in your communities, at your schools. There are people in your family. They don't need another sermon. What they need is a story of how good Jesus is. They need to hear how Jesus changed your life. Not a story of how some person they never met before was great. They want to hear how good he was to you. Because your story is going to help shape their life. We'll support it with this. I'm not saying this don't matter. This absolutely matters. But let it be the thing that drives them to Jesus after you've got the hook in there. You know what I'm saying? Like let, let's bring them in with your story and then let's get them to Jesus with the scripture. Come on, somebody. Y'all with me? Like, so, so that's what we want to do here. Why? Because your story matters. Turn to your neighbor and say, your story matters. Your story matters matters. And so we want to take what you have and connect them to this. The third reason why we may not fish right here is because we're afraid to fish. Listen, I want to help you out with something. Even going back, this fits this one and the other one. Some of you, some of us feel unqualified to be a, a minister of the gospel for Jesus. Sometimes that's us, right? We don't feel qualified. Let me tell you something. When people are drowning, they don't need the Greek word for life raft. They just need you to throw them one. When people get at such a bad position in their life, they don't need you to pray all the right ways. They just need to know that someone cares enough that they're praying for them. Be the difference in their life. I don't care if you get it all right. We talked about it at Serve Day yesterday. I would challenge every person in here. I said, find someone to pray with. Well, pastor, what happens if I don't pray right? They don't know you're not praying right because they don't pray either. So you could be up there like, uh, God, uh, could you help them? with those things they need help with. Amen. And you know what? They're just going to be happy that you did it. Like, yes, Lord, pray, help me with those things I need help with. Listen, you ain't got to have it all together. Just be willing to put a step forward. Can I tell you something? The responsibility is not on you. It's all on God. But can I tell you something? He's all powerful, all knowing, and he's everywhere. So he, he don't need, all, we, all we're doing is putting a step forward. He's going to take care of the rest. John 6, says that no one comes to the Father unless the Holy Spirit draws them. 
which means all we do is carry the good news. It's up to him to get them in the boat. Come on, somebody. So we need to be, so don't be afraid of fish. Some, some of us are like, listen, pastor, I don't even know if I'm firm enough in this Christianity thing to carry. Like, I'm, I'm, you know, they might convert me. I don't know. Like, no, listen, you know the truth. You know the good news. Take that good news to somebody else and let's make a difference in their life. Come on, somebody. Y'all with me today? So we need to fish and we don't want to be afraid to fish. You may not know all the right things. That's okay. Go out there and do it. I promise you, it's amazing. We'll talk about that in just a second. So I want to talk about a few things that are coming up here at TC that you get to be a part in and kind of lay out the next few months for you as we're coming out of the summer. Can we do that real quick? So the next thing we got coming up, which I'm always super excited for, is the 21 days of prayer. So here at TC, we're going to do 21 days of prayer. We do it twice a year. In January, we do it 21 days of prayer. And then in August, from the 5th to the 25th, we're doing 21 days of prayer. Now, uh, Monday through Friday, we're going to have prayer uh, in the mornings. And then on Saturdays, we have it at 9 in the sanctuary. So we're going to do 21 days of prayer. Now, what's awesome is in January, we do 21 days of prayer and fasting, where we, go, where we fast for 21 days. This year, I made it as far as I've ever made it. I fasted for 21 days, but I tried to go water only for 21 days. I know. Listen, y'all know how hard that is for me. We talk about food a lot. Okay. I made it 14 days and I passed out in the hallway, okay? So check with your doctor before you jump into something like that. But that's not a joke. I'm totally telling the truth. Justin, I'm going to tell you. So anyways, but all that to say, we do 21 days of prayer and fasting in January. But in August, we're not fasting. Turn to your neighbor and say, thank you, Lord, okay? But I figure we might as well throw a party. So we're going to do 21 days of prayer and feasting. <laughs> come on, somebody. I'm not kidding. We're going to have donuts on Sundays and the whole deal. Y'all want to come out, I promise. So we're going to have donuts at prayer on Saturday and on Sunday. It's going to be a great time. They're going to be here for everybody. So 21 days of prayer and feasting. Join us for that. It's going to be a good time. So that's the 5th through the 25th. Then right uh, during, during that, we're going to be doing the new series for August called Detox, Right? So the detox series, they're going to put it up here in a second. The detox series uh, is coming in August. And what they're going to be doing in the detox is how many guys know that we got some stuff in us that it would be very good if the Lord helped get out of us. We got some things in us. Maybe, maybe we got some bad spiritual habits. Maybe we got some, some faith issues that we, that we need to deal with. There's some things in us that we want to get out of us. So we're going to take the 21 days of prayer and, keep, and couple that and, and put that together with this detox series and through prayer and through some teaching, we're going to figure out how to get some of the things out of us that's been, that's been in us for far too long and get ready to be whole. How many of you guys are ready to be whole and healed in Jesus' name and be done with dealing with some of the stuff you guys are dealing with? And I say you guys, I should say we, right? Some of the stuff we are dealing with. How many of you guys are ready to be done with that? So the detox series, we're going to couple 21 days of prayer and feasting yes. with the detox series. And we're going to do that together to get rid of some of the things in our life. The reason we're doing that is in September. See, what happens in September is people just come, like, people naturally come to the church. They're looking for things in September because their life has gotten back into a routine. Kids are in school. Work schedules are back to normal. And so people are naturally looking for something to help them in their life. And so you'll notice in September, the sanctuary gets fuller again, and people are coming back, and they're doing that whole thing. So in September, we're doing a new series called Thought Attacks. Right, and so uh, for thought attacks in September, we want you to bring all your like in that invite, 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 invite. But here's the reason why we're doing it: we're, we're doing what we call stacking the dominoes, because we want one thing to lead into the other, to lead into the other, to help create momentum. 
We want you to bring your loss because what we're going to deal with in thought attacks is stuff like anxiety, depression, how to overcome the, the things that plague our mind, what keeps you up at night and doesn't let you sleep. We want to try to help deal with some of those things. How many guys are ready for some of that stuff? Like, we're ready for some restful nights. We're ready to get past some of that stuff we're dealing with. So thought attacks, we're going to do that. And we're going to see us advertising like crazy to try to help build momentum for that. But here's the deal. When you bring your lost uh, family members or friends or whatever, as, as you're bringing people to the church that you want to meet Jesus, it's important that the church is whole and healed before the other people get here. Y'all know what I'm talking about? Now, don't get me wrong. We're always going to be dealing with stuff. But how many guys know, let's, let's, get, let's help me get through some of my stuff real quick, and I'm going to be more than willing to help somebody else get through some of theirs. Come on, somebody. Y'all with me? So, like, so we want to do the detox, then thought attacks. Then after that, November, we got one of my favorite series. I'm super pumped about it. Church at the Movies. We're doing in November this year. So at the movies is going to be awesome this year. So what we do is we take different movies that you probably know and love, and we're going to cut them down, shorten them down, and then we're going to interject preaching and biblical principles into the movies that we're watching. So we're going to use movies like The Avengers, Batman Begins, The Incredibles, Home Alone. We're going to take some of those movies, and, and we're going to have popcorn, soda for you to come in. So you're going to be able to eat your popcorn, drink your soda, and watch a movie and learn about Jesus all while you're at church. Come on, son. Like, listen, like that's not, yeah, absolutely. And here's the deal. You can invite people to that that you don't invite any other time of the year. Like, what y'all doing at church? We might even get t-shirts made you can wear at work or something. Like, listen, y'all need to come to my church because it's going to be crazy. We're watching movies, eating popcorn, soda. We might even let y'all bring Raisinets or whatever they have nowadays. That's a cool place. So ask the movies in November. Why? Because we want to help you get whole. Then we want to help you get people here. And we want to help you get people saved. Why? Because our mission as a church is no different than the mission that we're giving you as people. Let's get as many people into the boat as we can so that when we go to heaven, we can look around and see the people we got to bring with us. Come on, somebody. That's the mission. So, man, we're super pumped about that. I want to give you this, uh, give you the next points very quickly. I want to wrap this up. And, and uh, so a few things about fishing, four things about fishing in particular. Number one, we want you to know that fishing is fun. Fishing is fun. There is no better joy, there's no greater joy, man, than to impact somebody's life with Jesus and watch their life turn around. Man, I lo- it, it's, it's, to me, it's addicting. It's so much fun. It's better than anything else. And so fishing is fun. Luke 5, uh, 15, 10 says this, I tell you, there is rejoicing in the presence of the angels, which means there's celebration in heaven over one sinner who repents. Now listen, we've all been sinners before and we repent and put our faith in Jesus. But can I tell you something? Can you imagine? I want you to think for a second. You're, whoever it is that you're closest to or one of your friends that's lost right now that you want to meet Jesus. Think of the celebration in heaven when they meet Jesus and think of the joy that you get to experience when they meet Jesus. That's worth fighting for, friends. And that's worth fishing for. That's worth going out and getting them. Let's bring them. Let's introduce them to Jesus, right? So, man, I tell you, there's rejoicing in the presence of one sinner who repents. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 through 20, it says, 
all this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. And the word reconciled means to be made right with. So God who made us, made right with us uh, himself through Christ. So he made us right, put us in right standing with him through Jesus. But what does he do? It's not enough that we have right standing with God. Now he gives us the ministry of helping other people get in right standing with God. He's commissioned us to do it, right? Second Corinthians, or then it, I'm sorry, then it keeps on going. And it says that God was reconciling the world himself in Christ, not counting people's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message. What is the message? The good news, the gospel, what Jesus has done, the message of reconciliation, how Jesus has come to bring us whole. Then it keeps on going. It says, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors as though God were making his appeal through us, right? And so, man, fishing is fun. We have the opportunity to be Christ's ambassadors. Then number two, fishing is necessary. Fishing is necessary. As believers, it's necessary for me. It's necessary for you to carry the good news and the message of Jesus to people that need it. Romans 10, 13 through 15 says this. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be, say this word with me, saved. And then it keeps on going, but how can they call on him to save, or how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him, right? So they have to believe so that they can repent, right? They have to believe so they can put their faith in him. Let's keep going. Then it says, and how can they believe in him if they've never heard about him? How can your family member know about Jesus if somebody don't tell him? Well, pastor, I just going to pray that God put someone in their life. He put you in their life. Like, it's up to us. So they have to hear about him. And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? That's what we get to do. Then it keeps on going. He says, and how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? This is why the scriptures say, how beautiful are the feet of the messengers who bring good news. You're being sent, friends. I, we are being sent, right? Second Peter 3, 9 says, the Lord is not slow in keeping his promises. As some understand slowness. In other words, he, he, he knows exactly what time he's doing all things. But then it says, instead, he is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, but everyone to come to repentance. In other words, he has a desire for us to repent and put our faith in him. Then number three, we want you to know that Jesus asked us to go fishing. Why do we go fishing? Because he asked us to. He asked us to. I'm going to reference what I was talking about earlier, how when you have something that you could carry to, you have something, you have this good news, you have this great message, and if we don't do anything with it, man, we've got to let people know about what we have. Matthew 28, 19 uh, says this, therefore, say this word with me, go. Say it again. Go and make disciples of all nations baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see, what we've done with the gospel, we've turned it into a come and see instead of a go and tell. And then we've got to go with the gospel. Mark 16, 15, it says, he said to them, go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation, right? John 20, 21, what does this say? It says, as the Father has sent me, I am sending, which means to go, I'm sending you. Acts 1.8 says this, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses, which means you will go and tell them. 
in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. And this is one of the reasons why I'm so pumped up. So one of the things we have coming up next at TC, which I'm very, very, very excited about, is our leadership pipeline. You guys put that up there. Our leadership pipeline at TC. And here's the deal with the leadership pipeline. Last year, some of you may remember, we were preparing to launch our school of ministry last year. And for a number of reasons, we weren't able to. But this year, uh, we are launching in September, we're launching our leadership pipeline. And it's finally happening where those of you that know that God is doing something in your life to do something bigger with you than what you're currently doing. Maybe you're like, man, I know God wants to do something amazing with me, but I don't feel like I have the training. or I don't feel like I have the tools or I just don't even know what the next steps are, but I, I really feel like God wants to plug me into something. Man, join us for the leadership pipeline. You can go to transformationchurch.com slash pipeline to get all the details about what we're offering. So you can go on there for all the details, but here's the deal. We wanna train you. We wanna equip you. We wanna help you get to the next level. I went through Bible college and I hated every minute of it, okay? You want to know why? Because I got tons of information, but no one gave me any application. We want to teach you how to be the greatest version of you that you can be, but not the greatest version of you or how you can become great, how you can become the person that God wants you to and fulfill the mission that he wants you to fulfill. I'm telling you now, we're going to lose money, every student that enrolls in this, but we believe in investing in you so that you can have what you need to be the greatest impact in your sphere of influence for Jesus. Come on, somebody. Like, we want to plug you into that. So I get, listen to me, I get this may not be for everyone, but we want to tell everyone because whoever, how, whoever you are, I don't care if you've been saved 30 minutes, if you're about to get saved in three minutes, if you've never been saved before, you got, like you're about to meet Jesus, or if you've been saved for 33 years, I don't care. If you believe God wants to do something bigger and better with your life and you want help on figuring out what it is and how to get there, go to the pipeline, register, and we'll help you figure out everything from there. But I promise you, it is a next step for many of your lives, and we want to plug you into it. All right? And then lastly, the last fill in the blank that we have, the reason why we all should go fish, because we were all fish once. We were all fish once. How many of you guys remember Jesus meeting you where you were and transforming your life? How many of us remember what we were before Jesus got us in the boat? Sometimes we think that, you know, I, I talk to pastors all the time and they're like, man, you got people, you know, people, you, you guys really have a casual environment. People dress how they want. They, you know, like we have, we have every, every person you can imagine in this church, we have it. We welcome with open arms. I don't care if you're gay. I don't care if you're straight. I don't care if you're homeless. I don't care if you're rich. I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic. What, I, I don't care. I love, I love all of you. You want to know why? Because we're all fish. That Jesus needs to radically transform our life. It doesn't matter to me. Some, some pastors ask us questions. They, man, how do you how do, you do that? Because I just love, I love everybody. I'm no respecter of persons. I love everybody and I'm equally irritated with all of you. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, that's not the truth. I love all of you, you know? But we don't, we don't put religion over relationships here. We just love people. Because I believe that Jesus wants to change your life. Maybe you came to us saved. I still believe Jesus wants to change your life. Maybe you came to us not know. I still believe Jesus wants to change your life. You may be doing well right now. Man, maybe you're on the top of the mountain. I still believe there's another mountaintop that God wants you to get to where you know him better and you're in a deeper relationship with him. I believe he wants to change your life. I remember, uh, I remember giving my life to the Lord. So I grew up in church, gave my life to the Lord when I was a senior in high school. 
Imagine growing up with the Bible on your nightstand and never knowing him. That was how I grew up. Was it my dad's fault? Was it my mom's fault? Was it anybody's fault? I think to a degree, I just didn't have the ears to hear the gospel. It wasn't, it wasn't my time yet. Combination of that, and I, I can be stubborn and hard-headed sometimes. I know none of y'all are like that. Don't look at your spouse right now, it ain't the time, okay? But I just, I, I didn't give my life to the Lord. Senior year in high school, two things happened during that time frame. The first one, Hurricane Ivan. Everybody prayed during Hurricane Ivan. We talked about that last week. But I remember Hurricane Ivan, how crazy everything was. Then Hurricane Katrina hit and just all the madness that was going on. And in the midst of all of those things, during all of the chaos, the Lord helped me see that even though there there was chaos in the natural world, there was chaos in my spiritual world because I didn't know him. I didn't have the person in my life to calm my seas and to bring me hope and peace and joy that could only come from Jesus. And I remember I was helping, so we were, we were helping still do cleanup from Ivan and we were also helping families from New Orleans, from Katrina and the whole thing was crazy. And I remember all of that. And I remember in a moment, in an instant, God spoke to me and said, you're doing all of the right things, but you're doing them for all the wrong reasons. You're doing them so that you can look good. You're doing them so that people will know who you are. You're doing them so you feel better about you because you're trying to fill that hole in your chest with something that you feel like will work, but you're gonna keep finding out. You're never gonna be good. You're never gonna be great. You're never gonna fill that hole, that emptiness that's inside of you. You're never gonna fill it because you're gonna have to fill it with me. And until you know me the way you need to know me, you're never gonna get to know anybody else the way you, you're never gonna get to minister to them. You're never gonna get to give to them. You're never going to get where you're trying to go until I'm the person steering your ship and it was in that moment I gave everything to Jesus and the Lord told me something he said I want you to give me everything and I'll use you to change the world now I thought to myself now God that's a big order because like I don't know if I can change the world but I found out shortly after that he didn't mean that I was going to literally change the whole world he's going to use me to change somebody's world And maybe it's one of you, maybe it's five of you. There are many of you in this room. One of the reasons that you're here is because God used me to impact your life. And that's an honor. There's many of you, the reason that you're here is God used Pastor Dan to impact your life. And he would tell you that it's an honor. But I'm here to tell you, that don't stop with us. And that ain't reserved for pastors. There's people that next year could be in this room because God used you to change their life. Who is it? And who do we need to go get? Come on, somebody. That who is it and who do we need to go fishing for? But can we agree we're going to take the message of Jesus to everyone that needs it? Amen. Can we agree that we're going to take it and minister to everybody? So let's do that today. Because we want you to remember, always remember you were fish once. And we need Jesus to help use our story to change someone else's life. All right. Let's pray today. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you have spoken life into us, God. Lord, we thank you that you've brought hope into our heart. You brought joy into our life and peace into our life, God. And so we pray right now, Father, Lord, that you would speak life again, speak hope again, speak peace again. But more importantly, you would commission us. You've made us ambassadors to carry the hope of Jesus. Take us into our worlds and help us make a difference there, God. We thank you and we love you. And maybe you're in this room and you say, Brad, I, don't, I, I hear you and I, I agree. I want to carry this message. But before I can carry this message, I need to know the truth of this message in my own life. 
I need to know that my life belongs to Jesus. Maybe I'm a good person. I might even be religious, but I don't know that I have a relationship with him. But today I want that to change. I wanna know Jesus today. And if that's you, I'm here to tell you that he loves you and that he's right here waiting for you with open arms. You don't have to be ashamed of yourself. You don't have to hide anymore. There's nothing in your life that Jesus doesn't already know is there and there's nothing so bad that he's not willing to erase it away. That he went to the cross, he spread his arms wide and he said, I love you as he died there. And when he died there, he paid for your sins. And today to know him, all you gotta do is put your faith in him. The Bible says we repent of our sins, which means to turn away from them, not to go back. But then we put our faith in him. We confess with our mouth that we believe in him. <coughs> and if that's you today, <coughs> excuse me, that's you today, and you want Jesus to take control of your life, I'm not gonna point you out. I'm not gonna come to you. I'm not gonna embarrass you. I wanna pray for you because I want you to meet Jesus today. And if that's you, wherever you're sitting in this auditorium or if you're watching us online, and you say, that's me, Pastor. I want Jesus to transform my life. I'm not gonna come to you. Will you raise your hand right now where you sit? I want Jesus to change my life, Pastor. God bless you. God bless you. Once you put your hand up, you can put it down. I told you, I'm not here to embarrass you. We wanna pray for you today. Is there anyone else? I want Jesus to transform my heart, Pastor. Maybe you're watching this online. You're saying, that's me. Here's what we're gonna do, church. We're gonna pray a prayer together and we're gonna put words to our actions and actions to our words as we confess that Jesus is taking control of our life. And if that's you, let's pray this together. The whole church is gonna pray it with us uh, so you're not praying it by yourself. And if you raise your hand or you didn't, pray this prayer and put faith into those actions. And we know that we have committed our life to Jesus. Say, dear Jesus, forgive me. Forgive me my sins. Forgive me my wrongs. Make me clean. Make me pure. Make me whole. I believe that you died on the cross and I believe that you rose three days later and through your life, through your death and through your resurrection, I can be saved. I believe in you. I wanna follow you for the rest of my life. In Jesus name, amen. Amen, church. Let's put our hands together for all those that prayed that perhaps for the very first time. We celebrate with you.